We've got a big announcement, girlies. We're going on tour. We're going on tour. We're hitting the road, Jack. Woo! So don't you come back no more, no more. We're bringing our tour. That's showbiz all that's over showbiz. Ireland. You have to say it like that. Well, oh, but I that's can't sing. Showbiz. That's showbiz. That's <laughs> showbiz. You have to say it like old, old-timey American. <laughs> <laughs> I'll work on it I'll work on it we, we, That has to okay. feature In the show okay, I'll work on it I'll work on it We're coming to Name them A city near you We're going to Cork Limerick Galway Belfast And Dublin Yeah sorry about the Midlands But we can't drive And we need to be accessed by train We don't really know Any of those com- Sorry our, our, <laughs> our geography knowledge Of that part of Ireland Is limited But if you want to come see us Go to ticketmaster.ie And Take get your tickets Because they're flying out The door girls And our girlies In the UK and Australia Don't worry because there's exciting dates coming soon. Yeah. Keep the eyes peeled. That's keep all we'll say Keep the eyes and ears or peeled. And the ears, because you yeah. might hear it on here again. Do you keep your ears peeled? Keep the ears clean, I would say. Anyway, maybe. we're waffling. Anyway, also, link in the episode description on how to get your tickets. Exactly. See you then. See you, girlies. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. But the one thing is, when I'm hungover, I get that awful vein in my forehead. You have that all the time, babe. <laughs> <laughs> Does anyone else get that? I get it when I'm upside down, but obviously that's rare. Unless I'm doing like a backbend or something. <laughs> Unless you're doing the crab. Hey mummies, I'm Kevin And I'm PJ And welcome back to I'm Grandmam Woo! Is the woo a joint thing now these days? I think the woo, we're just going to have to keep it I think it's part of like the whole introduction part now isn't I know, it? I hope we dry off soon, I'm soaking still Lads, the weather is manky It's pure gammy It's pure looking out the window listening to sad music weather Yeah, is it? Will we try and record a music video later? Oh, I'd love it Do you remember that time? When was it? We were really hung over And then we tried to do our own version of um, Lady Gaga's The Cure Yeah Remember in the old gaff and I had the headscarf on I know, I love it Do we still have footage of that? I think I do, I'll have to fish it out How are we anyway, girls? How's everyone doing? I feel like, I always say this But I feel like we haven't recorded in ages <laughs> I hate when you say that <laughs> It's so stupid Because I felt like We recorded yesterday No we shot a video yesterday <laughs> When we're, do- oh, we're doing yeah. The multimedia Now you're getting confused We're doing all the bits That's the thing And as well When it comes to like Responding to messages On Instagram Or doing emaily bits I just feel like Like I'm not Kevin anymore I'm 
I'm I'm grandmam, you know what I mean? No, we still have our identity. We don't babe. though, do we? No, don't feel like that. No, I feel like this is like this is me, ho 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 ho. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Oh no, I still feel like my own person, but I know what you mean. See, I think of you as being like the guy who does the podcast with Kevin. <laughs> Isn't that weird? So we're back again in the gorgeous factory studios, girlies. I just can't get over it. I just love it so much. If you want to check it out, go on to factory.uk.com. That's factory.uk.com. You need to stop doing that. Am I ever going to stop doing this? Lads. No, see, the thing is, we talked about the corona before, right? But at the time, it was a bit of a laugh. I was fobbing it off like it was nothing. Like, it's literally the end of the world, is it? But did you hear that The Simpsons predicted corona? Didn't The Simpsons predict everything though? The Simpsons actually have predicted everything. As I in, think Rosemary from two episodes ago is a writer <laughs> on The Simpsons. Because you know, she's a bit psychic. But they predicted Trump becoming president. Like they had an episode before Trump's presidency, before he even like campaigned. Yeah. And they had an episode where Trump was president. Yeah. They had an episode involving the... Was it the Twin Towers, I think, collapsing? Yeah, I they think. did. They had one of those. And they also... I remember the Corona episode. Do you remember when they were opening the boxes, the packaging, this, like, green, like, smog would come out and, like, cover their face and then they get Corona. Did they call it Coronavirus? They called it Corona. I saw a meme the other day. It was hilarious. It was like, me when I usually get a flu and it's like, oh, I want my couch and I'm going to curl up and watch Netflix. And it's like, people with Coronavirus, they're like, oh, I'm going to go skiing in the Alps and then go straight to Saint-Tropez. Like, calm down and stop traveling all over the gap when you have Coronavirus, Oh, my God. There was a scare around the corner from us in work. My favourite thing um, about the coronavirus though, and I know that sounds terrible because there is people like having <laughs> You can't stuff. say that. You can't say my favourite thing about corona. No, but listen, it's the content I'm getting from my mum. Like, yeah. It's, she's hilarious. Like she was on the phone to me the other day and she was like, and PJ, you have to wash your hands for 20 minutes. <laughs> I was like, ma'am, no, you don't. Oh my God. She was like, 20 minutes? There'd be a drought in the country if you were using all that water. But then she was like, oh no, it was 20 seconds. <laughs> But then she was telling me this morning that they're being educated about it in school. Like, my niece, Tess, is only, like, three. And she's, she rocks out of school the other day with a hand sanitizer clipped to her bag. And my mum's like, Shai was up to 90. Sure, Tess didn't know what to do. She was just spraying it all over the gaff. And then my mum sneezed and Tess was like, Nanny, you have to sneeze into your elbow, not your hands. <laughs> oh, my God. Corona's, like, creating this, like, new wave of, like... Germaphobes, like... Young germaphobes. We love to see it. <laughs> But they should be taking better care of themselves yeah. anyway. You know what I mean? The one time then I decided to book a trip away and there's talk of that being cancelled now as well, the Eurovision. I've only waited 26 years of my life to go to the Eurovision. Lads, you hear that? Kevin's going to the Eurovision without me. I found out the other day that But you're he's not going... even into Eurovision. You're making a huge deal out of yeah, it. Yeah, but I'm into trips. You always <laughs> say it. I love trips. I think we should do a Eurovision act. Like, I'm grandma should be the Eurovision entry for Ireland. Oh my god You can kind of sing <laughs> Kind of And I can be the rapper Oh my god You could do a hilarious rap Like you know In like um, In Mystique I'll be Alicia Dixon Who goes on to be a judge And then you can be the other two Who kind of like We don't know Who are they now You know what I mean But Alicia was the singer as well No she was the rapper Does he wash up Never, never washed up Does he clean up? up That's an Irish mammy bop If I ever heard one <laughs> But I feel like the year that came out, all the Irish mams were baiting around we're the kitchen, listening. wiping down the island, <laughs> just singing, does he wash up? Okay, Corona's getting too much airtime these days, so enough talking about that. Let's move on to the theme for this week. The theme for this week is... 
Ireland throughout the ages. Alexa, play Say La Vie by Bewitched. This is literally our national anthem. Oh my God, I love Bewitched. Say La Vie by Bewitched on Amazon Music. Come on, girl. What is our national anthem? Like <laughs> I'm James. <laughs> uh, that's my favourite bit of the I whole imagine song. Imagine you going up to a fellow in a club going, some people say I look like my dad. They'd be like, all right. <laughs> my dad has a moustache. be kind of weird. Uh-oh. I just love that they be dancing around in the field. I just always have to pretend fake Irish dance when I hear this. I feel like it's like a national duty that you have to do a jig and a reel when it comes yeah. to that. We're such stereotypes. <laughs> I love, but even the styling in this music video, they don't make them like they used to. Gotta let me in. Everybody! Hey, hey, hey. Take it out an octave. Hey. Let's get to I'm the chorus. I'm a wolf today, iconic. Say you will. Okay, I think we're good. Alexa, stop. I just think it's so weird that one of the most famous Irish pop bops <laughs> is written in French. <laughs> Like it's called well, the title's French. It's Say La Vie. Like why? Why is the Irish pop anthem of the century written in French? That's not true, isn't it? Say La Vie. But what a bop! Maybe I wonder. Did it make its way to France? Were they dancing around to this in France? Was it a bop over there? Maybe they were looking for an Irish French crossover because <laughs> you know that market's huge. But why are they called B Starwitched? What's with the asterisks after the B? That's the magic. <laughs> Do they have any other bops? Roller coaster was Bewitched, wasn't What's it? What's that? Is that in French as well? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to sing it because I can barely remember it. Remember, we saw them in um, oh Mighty Hoopla. God, they were so good. They were, were playing. They? I don't remember. They were really good. Were we fighting? No, we were fighting during Venga Boys. We made up by Bewitched. We had to make up by Bewitched. We had to imagine us watching Bewitched from opposite ends of the marquee. We couldn't. I we think couldn't have done it. They would have sensed that there was two Irish people not getting along and they would have stopped the performance <laughs> and made us get back together. But I was like, oh my God, are the English audience going to get this? The English gays were going wild for Bewitched. Yeah, but they babe, loved it. gay icons are universal. You know what I mean? That's true, yeah. Like, they can speak in French or Irish and we have to understand them. <laughs> they transcend geographics. Anyway, uh, this week's theme is Ireland Through the Ages because, girlies, it's Paddy's Day on Tuesday. Happy St. Patrick's Day! Kind of raging because over in England it's not a national holiday, obviously. Yeah, which so is a bit annoying. We pure have to work on Paddy's Day, which I think is... Is that some form of racism or something? I feel like it is definitely... Like like some kind of like xenophobia creeping in there isn't there it's xenophobia I always get it I, I never can think of that word well xenophobia yeah xenophobia it does sound iconic it sounds like a drag queen <laughs> and my name is Xena xenophobia <laughs> xenophobia I'm weak though I do love Paddy's Day I love Paddy's Day too and I've appreciated it even more since moving over here I just think green is one of my colours. So like, I don't mind it. God forbid if green wasn't your colour. I know. I feel like people are obsessed with Irish people all over the world anyway for some reason. I do love on Paddy's Day when you have some randomers coming up with some weird accent and they're claiming their second cousin's Irish. Yeah. That's like an everyday occurrence over here really though, isn't it? Anytime I mention I'm... Irish, someone always say, oh my God, like some ancestor of theirs like was from Ireland or they once rode a fella who was from like Ballinhasic. You know what I mean? <laughs> I love it though. So why do you think the world is obsessed with Ireland? 
You know what I mean? It's like a thing where like we're just universally accepted as being like lovely. I don't know if the world obsessed with Ireland or Irish people just really confident and just think everyone likes them. Because sometimes really? like... Because like if you get like a load of like rugby lads from Ireland drinking in Cyprus and they're fucking getting in fights with everyone, I don't think they're loved. But I feel like... Do you remember what was it? And it was over in France and it was all the Irish football fans over there and they were loved because like they were like the epitome of what like a good sportsman or a good sports spectator should look like because they were pure like helping old ladies across the road. They were pure like helping cats come down from the trees. No, <laughs> you need a candle. No, no, but I remember there was a load in the media about it because they were like, oh my God, because a lot of the other countries were showing themselves up but all the Irish lads were, were like, pure sound <laughs> and pure like singing. and like, lay bricks. Lay Repaving <laughs> the, the footpath Reading to the blind They were doing all the bits Some of them this missed the match Because they visited a local um, elderly home <laughs> But you know what I mean So I feel like Obviously I think it stems from Like the fact that Like in world wars Like we remain neutral or whatever So people are like Oh we're seen as like A friendly nation Because we never want to You know stick our noses in Which is kind of a paradox really Because we're very nosy people Aren't we I think the fact that Irish people are so nice Stems from the fact that We're all terrified That our mams would be mortified If we showed them up yeah That's it Because like imagine Oh my god it's that That's it So like imagine if you were over somewhere And you did something that got back to your mum She'd be like I can't believe you were in Spain Acting the maggot And disgracing me a fool Yeah that's actually Everyone's that just terrified of their mums Everyone's terrified of what their mums will think They don't want the wooden nuts. spoon <laughs> My mum never did the wooden spoony bits my, It was my dad Did the wooden spoon I just never there was, I'm spoiled So I didn't even get told About the wooden spoon It wasn't I only thought the wooden spoon Was for cooking <laughs> it wasn't even We were getting belted With the wooden spoon It was more the thread of it So like if we were Pure mad fighting My dad would just shout Right And you'd hear him Open the drawer really quick And then you'd hear the drawer So then we'd like Like run away Oh really? <laughs> we'd run into the estate We'd <laughs> run into the park And just like run away forever I'm dead Also What do we think of the opinion that Irish people have the sexiest accent in the world. What's that about? Who came out with that? Where's this study? I don't know if it's a study as such, but you know, sometimes these magazines will just come out with like, the Irish accent voted the sexiest accent in the world for like the fifth year in a row. I've literally never heard that before really? in my life. I feel like I'm always reading that because people always tag me in it. And I'm like, first of all, like, there's so much a variation of the Irish accent, like, as you go from, like, one end of the country to the other. You know what I mean? Like, were they referring to the Kerryman's accent? I'm sorry, no, lads. You listen to the podcast. Like, we're funny, we're a bit, we're friendly, we're far from sexy sounding on this podcast. No, I couldn't think of anything I sound less. Yeah, I wouldn't say sexy. Do we yeah. think the lisp is sexy? Well, it gets people wet, all right, because you'd be spitting all <laughs> over them. That was very good. <laughs> Oh my god, that's your. <laughs> oh, very good. Yeah, no, like, where in Ireland, though, is this sexy accent? Because, sorry, no, you can be in the north side of Cork and go to the south, and there's different accents. Never mind. Yeah. Go around Ireland. I suppose, I feel like people are basing it off the likes of, like, Michael Fassbender and Killian Murphy, and. But they are, they're all just, like, generic, like, news presenter accents, right? Are they? I think I mentioned more famous actors, but. No, but like newscasters, like, welcome to TV3. They don't sound like that. Have you, I don't do you know, know who I'm on about? about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking for a second. I was like, he doesn't know who Michael Fass. Michael Fassbender, I think he's, is he German originally or something? But he went to, he went to Sefonefa. 
What? Yeah, you're old dance college. But that's where we used to go, level five feet tech. Where are my feet tech girlies at? I love the feet tech girlies. Okay, because Patrick's Day is coming up and it's the day we celebrate our patron saint, we're going to give you guys a history of Ireland. Oh yeah, and girls, the tea is piping. So <laughs> we're going to catch you up on all the goss. We're going to tell you who St. Patrick was and what happened from there. Stay tuned. But also, I feel like, are we the right people to be delivering this history Oh, lesson? like 100% not. Like, it's going to be wrong. So don't come for us, people, if we have history buffs in the audience. Yeah, just take it with a pinch of salt. you know what I mean? Yeah. Pinch of salt, girlies. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so right, we might as well kickstart with, who is St. Patrick? What's his kink? No, I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> Was St. Patrick hot, do we feel? I don't know. I don't think there's any pickies of him because it was so long ago before cameras. There's not even a sketch on a on a cave or anything, is there? Was it before cameras? All I know, right? So basically, he had a gammy life at the start because St. Patrick was kidnapped when he was 16, yeah. right? He's originally from England and he was kidnapped when he was 16 and brought to Ireland. So Wait, St. Patrick's a Brit? Yeah. Yeah. But he's the patron saint of Ireland. But apparently he was... But he's a Breton. I don't know where he's from from, but he was living in, <laughs> living in Britain. Yeah. And he was kidnapped and taken to Ireland to work as a shepherd. He was sold as a slave, wasn't he, to yeah. work as a shepherd? So he was reeking, like, because so, he was like, fuck, I'm being kidnapped. And then he was in <laughs> Ireland and he was doing his shepherding bits. And then... But That's then, kind of lousy that he was kidnapped. It was lousy. But then... He escaped, pure prison break energy, <laughs> and got away. But did he actually, or was he set free? No, he escaped. Well, he that's what the internet tells us. <laughs> and like, okay. my old history teacher, he escaped. But then, God was like, babes, you're going to have to go back there now fast and tell the Irish people they're all savages. You need to tell them about Christianity because they're fucked otherwise. Okay. So then he was like, all right, so I'll go back. And I'll tell him about God. Oh, because prior to this time, like, Ireland was presumably like a pagan country. Yeah, like we were just... Celebrated like pagan festivals or whatever. Yeah, was whoever it? your God was, you would just worship them for the yeah, life. Yeah, do all your bits like you that. Just, yeah, you could just Lady make Gaga. up your own. <laughs> Prior to that, they worshipped Lady Gaga and Brittany. <laughs> Literally, the way it should have been. <laughs> but then St. Patrick comes in and he starts wrecking the gas. So he starts like putting up churches he starts telling them all about Christianity wait babe I know we're giving the Cliffs Notes version but St. Patrick just didn't start putting up churches did he well first he got rid of the snakes <laughs> that's one thing that I feel we actually do need to talk about for a second what do they mean by St. Patrick got rid of the snakes I feel like there was just pure bitchy ones in Ireland that he just wanted out because they were like pure like don't trust St. Patrick let's still worship Gaga and then he, he was like, oh, we're going to get rid of the snakes, girl, don't worry. Pure bitching about everyone behind their back and be like, Susan, you don't need that energy in your life. We're going got, to get rid of them. He got rid of them. That's the thing. I'd be more interested in history if there wasn't as many plot holes. It was, I just think it would never stick today. Imagine someone going to Ireland and like eradicating a whole species. Yeah. Like, imagine me going back to Ireland and going, lads, I'm going to get rid of all the cows. Aideen would be freaking. <laughs> My, our friend Aideen, who studies, who's like fighting for the environment all over the world, would be freaking. She'd be raging, wouldn't she? No, but like, it wouldn't stand in 2020. Imagine St. No. Patrick trying to get rid of the snakes somewhere now. They'd be like, no, we need to protect the species, babe, but you calm down. I bet you he just wanted some gorgy snakeskin thigh-high boots. <laughs> 
I feel like St. Patrick was actually a gay man and he just he didn't get rid of the snakes he just caught them up and made them into like this stunning snakeskin ensemble oh my god he pure like made snakeskin vestments out of the snakes imagine a priest rocking up in snakeskin to the altar That's I'd be iconic. shocked I'd be shaking imagine a confirmation thing going up and then the the priest just delivering mass in snakeskin a big high high stiletto heels <laughs> Oh my god. And then, oh yeah, so that's why everyone's like, Ireland's Bay from Shamrocks. Because that's what oh, St. Yeah. Patrick's did. He was like, I think he was gay because, like, he was such a showman. And he was always picking flowers. He pure picked <laughs> up this shamrock flower and then he used the three leaves of the three leaf clover yeah. to describe the Trinity. And that's. I love how you're glancing down at the laptop. Did you not know this? The, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. That's why he uses the Well, baby, I wasn't an altar boy like you at all. I don't know the ways. We didn't have to learn that for Mass. Are you sure? Anyway, so that's a brief history of St. Patrick. You're Is it? <laughs> Where was that news? Yeah. So what did he do then? So what, everyone just started becoming Christian? <clears throat> yeah, he basically started the Christian movement today. In Ireland? Yeah. Yeah, okay, cool. And that's why we celebrate him. Right. I think. Okay. No, that sounds plausible, doesn't it? Yeah. He got rid of these imaginary snakes that never existed. And uh, then... Yeah, that's the only bit I still have an issue with. I still... But, like, also iconic content, so... <laughs> Would he ever come back and get rid of Corona from Ireland? We go to our trips? That's the thing. Maybe if he got rid of something that they didn't need, you know what I mean? Like, got rid of liars. I bet you the snake symbolised sin. Oh, actually, that would make sense because wasn't the snake a symbol of sin in the Garden of Eden? Yeah. And did they tempt Eve with the apples? Yeah. And Snakes then, have a very bad reputation. They do, God bless them. But apparently that's why they have no... Um, apparently God got rid of their hands and legs so they had to go around the gaff in their body because they were tempting Eve. That didn't work out well for them, though, because then they can just slither around the gaff. <laughs> and slither and up your up leg. And get up to mischief. <laughs> They'd be slithering up your leg, you wouldn't even know it. Anyway, that's like the, that's the story side of it. But now this is factual history we're getting into right now. Are we getting into factual history now? Yeah. Who's delivering this part of the history lesson? We can both do it together. Okay, cool. I think we should take it in chronological order yeah. of what happened next. Okay. Okay, so obviously we're going to have to do a bit of Googling for this next bit. Because like... Or Leaving Cert was ages ago. It was ages ago. I didn't do history for Leaving Cert of June. I can't even remember. <laughs> did you do the Leaving Cert? I definitely did do the Leaving Cert. Definitely. Did I apply myself to the Leaving Cert? It's debatable. Yeah. So then after St. Patrick, we have the arrival of the Vikings, right? And they came to Ireland from Scandinavia, which is like Norway, Denmark and Sweden. Basically, all the countries that come out with the bops for Eurovision, right? Basically, a load of rides arrived onto Ireland. Exactly. ABBA basically came over to Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> and they they came over like to try and like rob us blind rob they? us blind I feel like for our treasury bits I wouldn't mind them robbing me now though like if they're that righty but like when I think of Viking I do think of like the thing was who was ever like designing the history books when we were in school like I used to always be obsessed with the Vikings I'm sorry no but like if you ever saw me lads you know that my great great grandmother rode a Viking <laughs> like the height of me like You do kind of I'm scream not, Viking I'm, energy I'm not pure Celt at all I'm not Celtic Irish Like fully I'd say I bet you if I did One of those 23andMe DNA things yeah. It would come back and go Your great grandmother Was riding the Vikings Do you reckon? Look at me I was going to say You need long hair But of course Your hair could be long I forgot If I you, grew it You choose to shave your head <laughs> I was so confused there For a second I was like Yeah but you're bald But I'm blue eyed Like 
I'm tall. Okay, but that doesn't mean you're a Viking, babe. That's a fairly like. I do think I'm giving you Viking energy. Yeah, Paul. I feel like you could be a Viking. Maybe. I could rob your treasures, like. Yeah, the Vikings were known as the plunderers, weren't they? They were the ones who came over and just started like baiting the shit out of people and like, just mean? taking bits. Yeah, plunderers. Pure rude. Just no need for it, really. Like them all going around like stealing. What were they even stealing? What did they have back know. then? But then, girls, our main bitch, Brian Baru, comes through and baits the Vikings around the gaff at the Battle of Clontarf. Is that Brian Baru? It was, wasn't it? Yeah, he wrecks the gaff. He comes in and goes, no, you're, you're robbing too much of our shit now. I'm going to just kick the shit out of you. But then it was lousy on him because apparently then they came over to his tent when he was having a nap and they murdered him. But that's the thing, he's hailed as one of Ireland's greatest kings, but he didn't even die in battle then, he was kind of lousy, he kind of just... Ah uh, yeah, but he did He did help defeat the Vikings though, didn't he? Well, the thing is, again, we I say my just... grandmother was raging. What? Killed a fella, like. <laughs> I didn't get that at all. You didn't say your great-grandmother, your nan wasn't around the time with the oh, Vikings. Oh yeah. There's a bridge in Cork called the Brian Brew Bridge and I feel like... That's a tongue twister. Brian Brew Bridge, but it's so funny because <laughs> my friend Kieran always be like, yeah, there's been a crash in the Brian Brew Bridge. But you ever hear the Red FM? Is it the Street Fleet with Red FM? And they'd always, they always have like young girls like doing the like, the traffic update on Red FM. You know, the Street Fleet, and they'd be like, the Brian Brew Bridge. It's so funny because in a Cork accident as well, Brian Brew Bridge is hilarious. <laughs> but yeah, so he was, he was the first kind of Mad thing after St. Patrick. Yeah, he was the first kind of, I don't like referencing this fella, but kind of the Conor McGregor of his time, was he? Was he? Well, kind of baiting people up like. Was he toxic? Was he a bit toxic? <laughs> I thought he was more of a like, I don't know. Oh, hero, was he? Yeah, Colin Farrell type. Yeah, maybe if they were naming bridges after him, like, God forbid they name a bridge after that. You need to calm down because Conor McGregor is going to find out where we live and kick the shit out of us. I'm not scared of him, it's the sister I'm scared of. <laughs> <laughs> like Conor McGregor come for me that sister's petrified okay yeah, but is. I'm just telling you now okay. if Conor McGregor hops you I'm not hopping on I feel like from listening to the podcast he would know which one's which so he might just try and hop you actually <laughs> he'd go for me because I'm smaller wouldn't he anyway moving on to the next stage in Irish history we're getting sidetracked what is it though let's check <laughs> Let's check this handy handout of bullet points we have in front of us. We should have just gotten a book for the junior cert or something. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Okay, so then the Vikings were reeking because they lost. Yeah. And then... Then it was the Norman invasion, right? Oh, yeah. Pure rude then. We thought we were grand. And then the Normans were like, let's invade Ireland. But why were they all coming to Ireland, though? I just feel like we were a small country and they were like, we were like, they were like, it's easy to like, get them. And I feel like as well, they were like, oh, the Irish women are stunning. Oh, yeah. They were mad for the Irish Colleen. You know what I mean? I feel like that was one of the reasons, probably. 
But like it, that's what's kind of started then the whole struggle with England that went on for like ages. Yeah. And like our English listeners, we love you girlies, but you did kind of fuck us over for a bit there. Yeah, but they tried to like get rid of like traditional Irish customs. That's when all that started, wasn't it? Yeah, so they came in and then what happened was they started taking Irish land and then giving it to like English families. So imagine you're sorted, you have your farm, you're doing your bits and then someone comes in and go... Oh, we're taking that there and giving it to the fucking Joneses. Me what? That's lousy, like. It's actually, no, it's actually, I know we're laughing, but it's actually so lousy. Like, imagine I'd be up to 90. You'd be first settled and then someone would throw you out the gaff. And you're kind of going, wait, this is my house? You know what I mean? Like, imagine someone coming over to your house and being like, oh, get out. And you're like, but it's my house. And wouldn't you be raging then if they threw you out? Or like, even even if they didn't throw you out, but like, if they purely painted your house the colour you didn't want it to be then? You know what I mean? Or just started, like, doing bits to the garden that you didn't want. I'd be like, leave it alone, it's my calf. Yeah. So this is, like, when the plantations started, right? This is, like, yeah. known as, like, the plantations. So describe like, what the plantations are for the people. So it's basically that. It's basically, like, to try and establish, like, English laws and English customs and English rule overall. They basically, like, infiltrated Ireland and, like got rid of um, Irish landowners like throughout or had them working on the land instead whilst it was they put in like and they put in British people who were like loyal to the crown mm-hmm. to then like yeah just establish English rule basically right yeah and to be honest like they were gammy but the real main person that was like the biggest dickhead of them all was that fella Oliver, Oliver Cromwell. Cromwell I was going to say it he was like the Voldemort of yeah. in Ireland he was wasn't he he was wrecking the gaff. But it, like, again, I just think like mind your own business or like, as well, like England's huge. Like, why weren't they happy with England? I saw when we would, when I was doing my research for the Irish history app, obviously we did a bit of research, but it wasn't as, Extensive. as much as we should have. <laughs> but there, I love this line. It was Cromwell is one of the most hated figures in Ireland's turbulent history. But he is, I'd say, isn't he? He is. He was an awful decade. Because why was, but why was he one of the most hated? Because he was just basically like the worst of them, like, and was the one, like, who was trying to really do away with the Irish. It's always religion, isn't it? Like, he was going around the gaff murdering priests and burning down Catholic churches and everything. What? Yeah, I thought, like, you can't murder a priest. I thought when they have that white thing around their neck, it makes them, like, indestructible or something. I was going to say, I can't believe he was burning down the churches because there's already so many churches in Ireland already. Imagine if there was more. Obviously, like, he still shouldn't have burned them down, but presumably there was a lot. And then, so then he would, like, be like, you have to pay me shitloads of money to be on this land or whatever. That's what he did then. So basically, all the Irish people were pissed poor. Yeah. And all, like, the English people were, were lording it up. You know what I mean? And pure, like... I say they were pure, like, eating their food in front of them and stuff. <laughs> so basically then, the only land they gave to the Irish was all the, like, shit, unfertile land. You know what I mean? Oh, really? So they couldn't really do much with it. You know what I mean? Kind of like our back garden, you couldn't grow a peck out there. No matter how much we've tried to do some flowery bits out in that back garden, there's nothing going to grow there. Yeah, it was. It's pure Cromwell land, isn't it? Pure. I say Cromwell definitely had a hand to our back garden before <laughs> we touched it. What a prick! So basically, then that kind of segues us into the Irish famine, doesn't which, it, really? Yeah, which was fucking gammy, wasn't it? Which is just like it's probably, I suppose. I suppose, especially for people from outside of Ireland, when you think of Irish history, most people would have heard about the Irish potato famine as well, because. 
anytime you mention you're Irish to someone, they always give that stupid line like, oh, gee, potatoes and shit. But as well, the reason why the famine was so big as well, not only because it was like a terrible time and so many people died, it was because it also caused like the mass immigration of people yeah. leaving Ireland. Yeah. So basically, because everyone was poor because of like these plantations and stuff, the cheapest crop and the most reliable crop to grow was the potato and also it's probably like the most nourishing and whatever. Yeah. Especially like in, and like to grow it in Ireland. It still is like, it's probably one of our main like vegetable like produce outputs. Well, I'm, I'm not up to date on like the agricultural industry <laughs> in Ireland, but like Any farmers then, listening, could you leave us know please? <laughs> so basically the famine was when the potato blight hit, it like killed all the potato crops, right? And then the Irish people were like, were fucked because, um, we have like cows and shit, but we have to sell all their products to pay the high rent on the land. Yeah. And the thing that we used to eat, the potatoes, is now gone. But over, I couldn't get over it, but like over a million people died as a result of the famine. Is this very deep it's, and kind of dark listening for people to be listening to? I suppose it's part of our Yeah, heritage. you need to know, culture. like it yeah. gets dark. Yeah, it does. It does get better, obviously, because we're not all dying in Ireland now at the moment, you know. Yeah, well, at the moment, we'll see if Corona has its way. I know, but still, I like, know, but still, we're doing fairly well. But yeah, so they were raging about the potato crops dying, and everyone, and they were dying. So it's then, actually very relevant that we did the rent episode last week because the greedy fucking landlords that are going around Ireland at the moment are the equivalent to like Cromwell and his cronies coming yeah. in. It's the same thing. Lads, don't let history repeat itself. Landlords, fuck off. Yeah, fuck off, landlords. <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting take to the streets, lads. They don't take our fucking houses and our crops. So then what happened was everyone was dying so they were like, fuck, we're going to have to leave. So they were like all going on different excursions. So people were going to England, Boston and all that stuff. So then there was like a max exodus from Ireland, right? Right, yeah. So a load of them left, but you still have people like who were staying put. And a load of people, I suppose, there were still areas of Ireland which would like, like we'll say, you know, like the Gwaeltuk regions and stuff. Yeah. They were the regions that like, you know, are like still had a stronghold. And I remember there was even these people like who used to go around and like, kind of like traveling and they used to like go around and try to avoid coming in contact with like the British and would like um, teach traditional Irish customs. So they'd like teach Irish dance, teach Irish song. Yeah, they were like the Irish schools, language. Bush schools, is that what they were called? Yeah, so basically they, they like set up these like schools because obviously you weren't allowed to teach the Irish traditions because it was barred it was like banned yeah pure taboo taboo energy yeah um, and then they used to set up these underground schools and pure teach people Irish dancing yeah and I know like obviously right so you know so in Ireland like at the moment like um, uh, Irish is like a compulsory subject right I do get kind of bad when I hear people like being like oh what's the point learning Irish it's a dying language it's a dead language like I love Irish and I just think like it's so gorgeous to have our own native language that we can speak that like people fought to try and like maintain it in the country like I hear people are like oh point learning it lads it's so lovely to have it because not many countries do you know what I mean and it's so handy when you want to bitch about someone on the tube <laughs> that's kind of mostly what we use it for isn't obviously, it obviously people fall for it and it's good but also it's really handy if you want to talk about someone and not want them to know what you're yeah, saying yeah or not like bitch about someone or if there's like a sometimes we'll be on the tube and there'll be pure like tube trade and we'll be like oh my god fake Aaron Buchel Shane Tasha Anadahul Tasha Anadahul Captain Gurpwila Brae oh my god all the non-Irish people now are going like what's going on oh and one thing that I learned recently is that an Irish word for heartthrob is Stack, 
So it's like S-T-A-I-C, which may also mean a big steak. So I'm thinking, well, I want to start <laughs> saying stack instead of snack. Like, oh my God, he's such a stack. Oh, I'm weak for stack. S-T-A-I-C. Because they don't have K in the Irish alphabet in case you're wondering, girlies. Really? No. Oh my no God. How do you not know that? Oh, I, I probably did, but like, Rinne de Rude. <laughs> that means I made a mistake. That means I made a mistake, girlies. Oh, I forgot, doesn't it? Yeah, it means mistake, but also means I forgot, yeah. Skin. Anyway, back to the history, right? Yeah. So also, what was happening was people were being offered like soup from the English people, but didn't you have to become a Protestant to do it? And then you have to drop the oh, O in the yeah. centre of your name. So like, and everyone would be like, Sean O'Sullivan. And then if you took the soup, you had to drop the O, so you would just be like, Sean Sullivan. Yeah, that was actually, I remember that's how we came about, wasn't it? Yeah. It was like to do it... And as well, some people like just did it out of fear, didn't they? Like because yeah. they want to be found out to be Catholics. And also, lads, don't be raging at them like they were starving. Yeah, I know. Probably desperate times, obviously, like desperate measures. Yeah. You'd be like, Christ, will I live or will I drop the O in my name? You know what I mean? Yeah. I suppose. But that's how it came about anyway. Mm. I feel like if someone who was around in the famine heard some of the girls these days being like, I'm not doing no carbs, they'd be raging. They'd actually be like, they'd be shut like, the fuck up. We would have killed for some carrots back in the day. Now eat your fucking mashed potatoes, Susan. Exactly. That's the one thing as well I hate when people are like, oh, I know it's like a stereotype that Irish people love potatoes. But what's with some people then... From Ireland who don't like potatoes. I know it's a stereotype that Ireland Irish people love potatoes, but I love I do love potatoes. They're stunning. Why would you not? Who I love d- roast I've potatoes. N- I've never met an Irish person who doesn't like potatoes. And as well, I suppose you can have them in so many forms. Potatoes are the most versatile of vegetables. Like you can have roast potatoes, you can have mashed potatoes. Oh yeah. I love garlic potatoes. I love going home, my mum doing the garlic potatoes. And as well, lads, if you're saying you're not obsessed with potatoes, but you eat loads of chips. They're potatoes, Yeah, babe. they're just like potatoes for fat people. <laughs> <laughs> no, obviously we all like chips and fries and whatever. And like, the potatoes then become crisps. They literally, yeah. name a batter bitch than a potato. They're so unreal. Baked and as well, potato. Baked potato. And as well, like, even the possibilities with a baked potato are endless. Like, all the different fillings you can do. I remember the first time someone was trying to, like, make fun of me, because I'm Irish, being like, oh my God, you love potatoes. And I was just like... Yeah, I actually really do. Like, I actually I lo- love potatoes. Oh my god! Croquettes yeah. are made from potatoes. Croquettes. Are they? Croquettes are like just a fancy potato, really, aren't they? Oh, I really want some potatoes now. I love some croquettes. I haven't had a croquette in ages. You know, I used to grow potatoes in my back garden. Did you? So, like, in back where I live in Cork, we're, we live in the city, but like outside our back, our back is really big, right? Our back garden, and my dad used to have like every vegetable. Like there was like oh. carrots, cabbages, and like shitloads of potatoes. So I'd be like, Dad, can I have a tenner for like going and? my friends he'd be like yeah but you have to go down and rotate the potatoes first so he's like dad just give me the tenner that sounds pure like ancient times doesn't it yeah, go down so, and rotate the potatoes so you have to rotate to plant potatoes in the land you have to break the earth first yeah so you have to rotate the soil that's um, so hot I know I was were you, such were you rotating the soil pure half farmer rotating the soil oh, was there muck all over you pure mucky vibes and then you had to go downtown with all the muck all over you oh no I had a shower you didn't I say but the nothing like and I'm sorry lads if you haven't tasted this but it's better than crack cocaine I've never done crack cocaine but I feel like it's going to be the same thing <laughs> The new potatoes fresh out the ground. Really? I used to love the crossover from the old potatoes to the new potatoes. Gorgeous, lads. <laughs> I was trying to kill the stereotypes at the start of the app <laughs> and then talking about potatoes for 20 minutes. Can we please have some mashed potato for dinner, though? We're going to have to. I love when you do the mashed potatoes. Sweet potatoes? Do they have sweet potatoes? No, in but Ireland sweet potato then? isn't Irish. Yeah, it is. You can't grow sweet potatoes in Ireland, can you? 
I don't know, you're the farmer. <laughs> I don't know, you're the one who was rotivating the crops. I only dabble in the farming, I'm not a full fledger. Any any farmers listening, can you tell us if you can grow sweet potatoes in Ireland? Or are sweet potatoes just potatoes who are really nice and give loads of compliments? <laughs> Over when I was in Japan, they were mad about the purple potato. Yams. Huh? Like yams. No purple potato. Like ube. What are you on about? Purple potato is what they're called in Japan. Yeah, but it's is that not a yam like a purple potato? I don't know. I'm I'm sorry I mentioned this. Sorry. <laughs> we just go on. I had a purple potato flavored ice cream. It was unreal. That's ube. Shut up. What do you mean? That's what this was my knowledge that I was bringing to the table, and you're going on about giving it weird names. So shut up. But Jose is Filipino, and they love ube desserts. Oh. Okay. Let's move on. <laughs> Okay, so fast forward a few years then, people are obviously getting pissed off with all this, like, English carry-on. Because everyone's dying. Because everyone's, like, living through hardship. So, I suppose a major event in Ireland's history was the 1916 Rising. Yeah. Which was basically, like, led by the likes of, like, Michael Collins, Tom Barry, all those heads who were, like, um, basically, like... It was like a revolution, wasn't it really? Yeah, Eamon de Valera was there as well, wasn't he? He was doing something in it. I remember a lot of my knowledge of this is based on they did a musical in Ireland called Michael Collins the Musical and it was stunning. I love the way you get all of your Irish history to a gay musical. <laughs> it was so good though. I remember really? actually it was, oh my God, I went to see it by myself and I was crying the whole way through it. Aww. And they spoke about like, as they spoke about like, um, Michael Collins like love affair with Kitty Kiernan and she had this gorgeous song in it. They had another number with newspapers. It was like, roll on up. (laughs) It was so good. But like basically... I was reeking I wasn't in it. Sorry, go on. (laughs) But basically Michael Collins and De Valera were like two of the biggest figures in that kind of uprising, right? Yeah. And then, but then they had a fallen out because of the treaty. Yeah, they basically like, wasn't it like Michael Collins saw that like De Valera was giving in? Yeah, well, I don't know what's given. Like, there's two sides to the party. We're not going into the politics of it now, lads, because you know, don't mention politics or religion. Yeah. At the party, and, and we that's jo- all we talk about. And that's all things. we talk about. So we're going to get killed. <laughs> I think I look like Michael Collins if he shaved his head. You say you look like everyone, anyone who's like in some way iconic. Are you trying like draw comparisons between you and them? No, I don't. But did you ever put a picture of me next to a picture of Ariana Grande? <laughs> Splitting image, lads. If you had a high pony, would I not honestly. be her? So that kind of brings you up to like how Ireland got its independence loosely, like obviously very loosely, and also girlies like we try and keep the the episodes short and sweet, really, don't we? So there's only so much we can fit in. Uh, so like, if you really want to know about it, just Google it and stop being so lazy. But I think one thing that we left out, which is like a huge turning point in the history of Ireland, was. Nadine Coyle being kicked out of the band six. Oh my god that is literally the most iconic turning point in Irish history like for me when I think back to like watching TV as a child and like you know there's obviously a load of things happening like a load of serious issues I sobbed <laughs> when Nadine Coyle got kicked out of the band because I was so invested I was in it from the start I was weak for her like from day one I loved it. And then, like, so this is, we're obviously speaking at the moment where Nadine Coyle was cut out to be uh, too young to be in the band six, basically. It was like, was it like a version of Pop Stars or Pop Idol or whatever that was on um, Irish television? We'll have to put in the description of this episode the link to the video. And I remember she did a performance, was it a year later or a few months later, on the Late Late Show, basically, like, afterwards, and she spoke about, like, her story and stuff. And she sang Fields of Gold. 
and I started bawling crying again like this is I would have been what age like this is years ago like the Bad and Six did come out with that bop whole lot of love and I remember like singing it up and down the schoolyard from when dawn till dusk bubblegum pop vocals were missing do you know what I mean but as well like at the end of the day Nadine got the last laugh because like you she know Girls Aloud. Girls Aloud who were just like do I even need to talk That's or an profess my itself, love girls. you know what I mean Epp in itself so there you have it now girls you have the history of Ireland um, <laughs> That's all you need to know. Like, if you're listening and you're a Leaving Cert student doing the Leaving Cert, like, you're definitely going to get an A. I'm sorry, no, but, like, all, like, Michael Collins and Eamon De Valeria are rolling around their grave oh and they're God. like, they need to shut up. So, girlies, there you have it. That's the history of Ireland in a nutshell. A very loose nutshell. <laughs> very loose. So, if you're wondering, like, how we came to be so iconic, we're a country that faced hardship and we came out the other side of it and... If you want the details... Look it up. I think after hearing all that history, it's like Irish people have never stopped fighting. Yeah. Like, and I love that spirit. It's like, that's where the, the fighting Irish comes from, you it know? It is, isn't it? Because I think it's just, we're a nation of people who don't give up. Exactly. So like, lads, whatever's getting you down, if someone's been a prick chain work, or if you're like, like getting put down by a situation, yeah. just remember, we were battling out the famine. We battled people who were ruling us. We're fighting Irish, like, keep yeah. going. We've gotten over worse, like... We have this reputation around the world as being like, you know, resilient. So let's keep it going. You got this, girlies. We believe in you. And all the non-Irish as well. You all have that energy in your country as well. So let it, yeah. let's get it going. Or just kiss an Irish person and you'll get some of that energy. <laughs> cool. Okay, so it's time for, for Man, Man Knows Best. Yes! I got it right. I was actually going to say it over you just because I had a fear that you were going to say it incorrectly. <laughs> you actually got it. Cool. Do you want to go first? Okay. Okay, so the question from my man this week was, I'm feeling a bit lost lately after a breakup. I've very few friends left in Dublin. I've applied for a career break to try out Australia for a year. My issue is, how do I tell my mam, who already has two sons over there, we're very close and I'm (gasps) sick with the thought of telling her. Firstly, the person who sent this in, you're just adorable. That's so lovely. The fact that instead of just thinking, oh, I'm going to go in, like, have an unreal time in Australia you're thinking about your mum which as two mammy's boys like you're breaking our hearts like we yeah. love to hear it we um, stand the consideration we stand it but you know what I mean I can understand because even I mean I left three siblings back in my house but I remember thinking am I breaking my mum's heart coming over here mm-hmm. you know what I mean and that was something I battled with but anyway her response is your mum is more resilient than you think Two sons already in Australia. It is so commonplace now for our kids to head off and I'm quite sure she'd rather see you happy trying out Australia than seeing you miserable in Dublin. Sit her down and tell her how you feel sooner rather than later. If you have the opportunity to grab a career break, then take it. It could just give you the focus you need to move forward after your breakup. Your mam will cope. Happy kids, happy mams. Kiss. That broke my heart. I think it's true though, isn't it? If like your mum will be happy as long as you're happy. Yeah, like my mum always says like, oh, it's really hard for us being over here, but she gets so much enjoyment seeing that we're happy. Yeah. And as well, you know what? It's not like 30 years ago where you just be sending the odd letter home. You probably know from already having brothers over there, she's probably on to them more now than ever. You know what I mean? And yeah. you have FaceTime and you've, I don't know why I'm saying FaceTime as if it's revolutionary and it's just been discovered in the past year. You have technology. <laughs> but you know what I mean? So it's like you can, like, if you wanted, you can have a chat to your mum's face every day. So I know. it's lovely that you're thinking that way. But I would say, like, you need to put your own happiness first. The one thing I would say is that, like, your mum, I think, would turn around to you and be like, if she found out that you were not going to go, 
because of her, she'd feel really bad. So, yeah, like, she'd she wants feel bad you, for that. She'd want you to go enjoy yourself. Yeah. So, like, yeah, just sit her down and talk to her about it. Yeah. And as well, with the breakup, I know that's tough. I've never been through a breakup, but I would just say that you sound absolutely lovely, so you won't be long going over to Australia and someone snatching you up anyway. Oh, babe, you're going to go to Australia and you're going to say, like, oh, I'm going to fall in love with a Nazi fella, but you're definitely just going to fall in love with another Irish fella. That's, that's what, happens. what always happens, isn't it? Yeah. They fall in love with a fella who's around the corner from them back home. I know. Anyway, go on. What anyway, was your mum's question? So my mum's question was, Hi mummies, I'm marrying my beautiful fiancé Knowles in June of this year and I cannot wait. Oh. Just wondering if you have any advice on how to have the best day. Was that a guy or a girl who sent that in? A guy. And, and Knowles was, was a guy? I was trying to figure it out so I went on to his um, Insta. Yeah. But he pure doesn't post that much. He pure posts sunsets and shit. Oh, so I couldn't okay. figure out if Knowles is a guy or a girl. Oh, so we don't know whether he's gay or straight or what. Okay, anyway, it doesn't matter anyway, really, does it? No. Go on, what did your mum say? Okay, so she goes, Dear listener, I can feel your happiness already. This is meant to be. So as, <laughs> long, <laughs> so as long as all your arrangements are falling into place and you both want the same thing for your day... It can't be anything but happy. Make sure you focus on each other and not everybody else at the party oh, yeah. and just be happy that you're getting married. Congratulations. And then she done like a shitload of celebratory emojis. Brilliant. Like a firework, that kind of bells one that no one really knows what it is. Yeah, is it bells? Yeah, the champagne and a balloon. Oh, that's amazing. Congratulations, by the way. Congrats. We love hearing about people getting married because lads, love always wins, doesn't it? Love always wins. And as well, I would love, imagine if someone snuck on the podcast and done a proposal <gasps> on the podcast to someone. Oh my fucking God. DM us girls if you have any ideas. But actually, I'd be so up for it. And then they, we, they video record themselves listening to the podcast with their future fiancé. Yeah. And we go, okay, so we just have someone, a special guest today. Oh my God, it has to happen. Okay, so yeah, send in your submissions. Watch the space, girlies. I feel like we need to do like a wedding episode at some point, will we? Oh yeah, we must. Definitely when Jose gets his act together and proposes to me. Yeah, Jose, stop beating around the bush, girl, and propose to PJ. <laughs> so I told PJ this already, but I already have the end of um, my best man speech. Like written How ridiculous is that I'm so I didn't extra. even ask him yes But it came to me One night in my sleep And I remember I woke up And I always This sounds ridiculous But I always have A notebook and A pen beside my uh, Bed anyway On my bedside locker And I wrote down The last night I remember I just Smiled for the rest of the night In my sleep Because I was like <laughs> So content Honestly Girlies you're all Going to want to be there Because it actually Is going to have The place laughing But also In tears At the same oh. time I'm really hoping enough you haven't even asked me to be best man yet. Jose, you need to ask me to marry you quick so then um, Kevin can give his best man speech. Please, will you ever? Anyway. So, girlies, I hope you're going to have the best Paddy's Day in the knowledge of knowing where we're from. Also, girlies, for Paddy's Day, like, just don't feel obliged to buy all the, like, random plasticky, like, St. Patrick's Day bits just for the day that's in it because it's very kind of wasteful. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, babes, just get some biodegradable glitter from eBay and Bob's your uncle. Yeah, exactly. And do your, like, you know, your green cardigan, green jumper bits. You know what I mean? There's no need to be going overboard. Also, like, I do like the ribbons. I like the real... Clovers. Yeah, they're nice. And also, if you're in England, make sure everyone knows that you're Irish on Paddy's Day because they'll buy you free drinks. And you know what's the easiest way for people to know you're Irish? To, like, really easy to drop into a conversation. You just go, oh, have you been listening to um, the I'm Grandman <laughs> podcast? Oh, it's an Irish one. And you know I'm Irish as well. Like, oh it's not God. just Irish people listening to them, but, like, I really relate to them because I'm Irish too. 
And it's iconic content. Well, girlies, we're going to leave you on that. Don't drink too much on the day either because, you know, like just, you know, know your limit in bits. Anyway. I know. One. Go on, bye. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Talk to you later. Bye. 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 Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. 